Welcome to the REI Dad podcast, everyone. Today, we've got a really cool episode um, that is going to blow your mind. Like, like it blew my mind the first time I heard about this. And it, it's, it's a really cool, amazing strategy. So today, we've got Robinson Smith. He's the president of the Smith Consulting Group. And we've also got Keaton Kirkwood, who is a mortgage broker and partner with the Kirkwood and Brennan Mortgage Group. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Having us. Um, you know what, maybe before we kind of dive into this, um, maybe let's start off with just a, a little bit about yourselves, Keaton, if you want to start just who you are and, you know, uh, and, and what you do and. Sure. So I'm an investment focused mortgage broker, about 50% of our clients are real estate investors. My partner and I spent about uh, five and a half years on the top, uh, 1% team that worked with all the major investing groups in Canada. We branched off, started up our own business. We've been doing that for about a year now. And uh, just keeping busy working with real estate investors across Western Canada and then regular clients as well. And uh, kind of the uh, short of it. Yeah. And, and you're, an, you're an investor dad as well. Obviously, you've got, uh, you got a newborn. Yeah. So I've got an eight-month-old baby and I've got uh, two fourplexes in Edmonton as my uh, other babies. So nice. Nice. Robinson, why don't you start off? Or why don't you tell us a little bit, bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, Robinson Smith. So I'm out in Victoria, BC. Uh, I'm the president of Smith Consulting Group Limited, as you mentioned. Uh, that was founded by my father, Fraser, um, back in the early 90s. And he uh, is the developer, pioneered the Smith Maneuver Strategy, the mortgage conversion strategy, back in the uh, mid-80s. And he was putting his private clients into that strategy for a good number of years. He wrote his book on the subject in 2002. Uh, I wrote my own book uh, on the Smith Maneuver and released that just in November. And I was an investment advisor with uh, my dad for a while between 2006 and uh, he passed away in 2011, but I absorbed his client base and sold my advisory about two years ago to a colleague of mine uh, because I figured it was time to start getting the strategy out to the masses, you know, use a megaphone rather than, uh, you know, sitting down with one client at a time. So that's, uh, that's what I'm doing these days, uh, promoting the book, promoting the strategy, develop, developing a, an accreditation program for financial professionals to make sure that there are people out there who can help these Canadian homeowners do it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, working from home and, and enjoying life out here on the coast in Victoria. That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, I actually stumbled upon the Smith Maneuver. I, I don't even remember how. And when I first, I did some research, I did like a week's hard research online trying to figure out what it all was. And it just, it blew my mind. And then a couple of years went by and then I see that you're releasing a book on it. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get this. And, and, and I, and I'm like, I gotta get them on my show as well. So we've been, we've been trying pretty much ever since the book was released in November. Um, and, and I got it right here. I, I'm going to oh, say one. So, so you're one of the four people who bought the book. <laughs> I, I think I pre-ordered this. <laughs> Okay, so I don't I don't read read books many very often. I listen to tons of audiobooks. I don't read books very often, and this unfortunately wasn't an audiobook at, the, at least at the time. I've read like maybe two or three actually read fully two or three books in my life. So it's like Master Your Mortgage, Financial Freedom, The Smith Maneuver, and like The Chronicles of Narnia. So you're up there. You're really up there. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> but like I, um, what I did was I brought it on my vacation in Mexico and I, and I, and I read it on the way back and it's just like, I, I couldn't stop reading it. I, I, I love, I love stuff like that. And I love the fact that anyone can do this. You don't have to be, you know, uh, 
a seasoned real estate investor or, you know, or even an investor in general. I mean, it's, it's all about creating long-term wealth with something that most people already have, which is yeah. a home, a mortgage, right? Well, that's, you know, that's, that's why my old man, that's why Fraser uh, got his book out. It's, you know, the, the wealthy, the wealthy can afford the fancy tax lawyers and accountants to implement unique strategies for the wealthy in order to ensure they're maximizing their, their, uh, their financial circumstance, generating the maximum in deductions uh, and increasing their wealth. The average Canadian, they, they don't have these, you know, high tier professionals available to them. And so when, when Fraser came up with the strategy, it's, it really is geared to your average Canadian. You know, it's, it's not geared for the wealthy. They, they've already figured this out. They're already doing it. It's the, it's the average Canadian who has trouble improving their situation. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what the strategy does. If you own a home, uh, you've got the ability to turn that non-deductible mortgage into a tax-deductible uh, investment loan and start investing money right away, which otherwise wouldn't exist. Reduce your tax bill right away, which otherwise you wouldn't be able to. And eliminate that non-deductible mortgage in record time. And so mm-hmm. it's available to, to the average Canadian. And we're seeing a lot more um, interest in this strategy because, I mean, it's not easy for Canadians these days. You know, yeah. in, in fact, I don't know if it ever was, but it's certainly not any easier than it was in the past. And people are starting to look for solutions. They're starting to uh, get concerned about the high level of taxation. They're getting concerned about the fact that they're not able to put enough away for retirement and they don't want to have to rely on the government, CPP and OAS. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be enough. So the high cost of life is, is something that, that almost every Canadian is facing. And this is a financial strategy, which just requires a restructuring of your personal uh, situation. Uh, Keaton will talk a bit, a bit more about that and away you go. And you're, you're improving your investment portfolio, you're reducing your tax bill, and you're getting rid of that debt much quicker than otherwise. And you throw investment real estate into the picture, uh, and things get, uh, get pretty good pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. And, and before we were on air, um, Keaton had brought up, uh, you know, that you guys prepared a bit of a scenario of, of, of just how this can actually work. And, and we'll obviously we'll touch on that later. Um, but I but I really like the idea of having all three of us on here because Keaton brings another element of, of, of you know, what kind of products you need in order to support this. I mean, us as investors, we've known for a long time that you can access equity to buy investment properties. But this is also an extra layer of it. I mean, for, for people who aren't real estate investors, you can access that equity invested into, um, well, income producing assets or, or investments. Um, and I'm, I'm probably butchering it. I should probably let you guys describe it. <laughs> well, um, but I'm really glad that Keaton came on as well because it, it adds, because one thing, another thing we were talking about was that you need to, you need to have people that, that understand this in order to set it up for you. You know, your mortgage brokers, yeah. your accountants, um, your lawyers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to make sure that it's done right. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's a big waste of time, right? Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, I'll just start off, Wayne, why Canadians need this. And I touched on that, uh, you know, with regards to the fact that we are taxed so high in Canada. We're regularly in the top five highest tax-paying citizenry uh, on the planet. Recently, we were up to number two. We're not able to save enough for our retirement. And even if we are fortunate enough to have a corporate pension plan, they're unreliable. Um, a lot of them, we see it all the time. They're moving from defined uh, benefit to defined contribution you know, to the detriment of the pension holder. Mm-hmm. And we have these big, these big corporations uh, 
who are going bankrupt and that's that's hurting their pension plans we all know what happened to sears uh and just the cost of life you know and right. and having a mortgage is a huge part of that they're taking a huge chunk out of our paycheck each and every month right mm-hmm. and the the traditional approach to a canadian's uh two biggest financial priorities that being pay off the mortgage and save for retirement traditionally we take a sequential approach right we don't have the funds uh, to to tackle both of them your average canadian just because of the cost of life and so we have to decide what are we going to tackle first the mortgage or are we going to start saving for retirement and of course if we don't save for our retirement if we don't put our own money aside for our future no one's going to come knocking on our door but if we don't make our mortgage payments someone <laughs> will come knocking on the door and so that's what we focus on And so when we're putting all our money towards this mortgage over the course of 20, 25, 30 years, because it's going to pay down that mortgage, it necessarily is not getting invested. And so we're losing all these years of compound growth. And so by the time we hit retirement, what does that mean? Well, we don't have enough to support ourselves. So either we're forced to downsize our home, whether we want to or not or we have to go uh, sign up for a reverse mortgage. And the uptick in signups for reverse mortgages are 30% year on year consistently. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a testament to the fact that we're unprepared for retirement because if we didn't have to st- start selling our home back to the bank, we wouldn't, right? Or, or in retirement, we're reliant on our children. Or, you know, next time you're in uh, Costco or Walmart or McDonald's, have a look around and you're gonna see a, a a large number of senior citizens there and they're not working because they they want to they're working because they have to yeah so so what the smith maneuver does is it it with this restructuring again that keaton will talk about the appropriate mortgage products it enables us to access money which otherwise we wouldn't have available to us and get it invested and because we're we're going through this process we're reducing our tax bill these tax refunds that otherwise wouldn't come we're able to prepay our mortgage and eliminate it very quickly and um, that does nothing but fantastic things for our for our balance sheet mm-hmm. and, and our emotional security our emotional well-being you know knowing that you're putting something away for your future helps you sleep at night for sure yeah yeah so let's get into it like what what, what the heck is it <laughs> i mean i know all about it but i'm i'm, I'm sure that people who clicked on this and saw what the smith maneuver is they're like okay what the heck is this thing so i've probably yeah. heard a little bit about it well basically people go out they buy a house they get a down payment they borrow a big chunk of money from the bank right and they've got this mortgage which they've promised their spouse the banker and god that they're going to pay off over the course of 25 or 30 years yeah and so each month that that mortgage balance comes down just a little bit uh not a whole lot uh, but again because they're paying down their mortgage they don't have money to invest for their future well with what's called a readvanceable mortgage again keaton will talk about this we're able to access that equity whatever we pay down on a monthly basis we can reborrow that and a lot mm-hmm. of canadians have a readvanceable mortgage already but they're reaccessing this equity to make a a Lexus payment or a BMW payment or going that consolidation or right. So yeah. all they're doing is replacing non-deductible debt. That's going down on this mortgage loan with non-deductible debt. That's increasing on this line of credit right. of this readvanceable mortgage. But if we as Canadians, if we borrow with a reasonable expectation of generating income, we can deduct the interest on that borrowing. Mm-hmm. So it's a disciplined process where on a monthly basis, we reaccess this equity and we get it invested. 
whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your own business, somebody else's business, investment real estate, we can deduct the interest and that's what generates the, the tax refund uh, on an annual basis which with, with which we can prepay that mortgage. Mm -hmm. So this, this mortgage, uh, this conversion process eliminates that non-deductible debt, which is terribly expensive, much quicker than the contractual amortization. Um, and you're starting to put money aside and you're feeling real good about yourself. Keaton, do you want to talk about the, uh, the mortgage structure? Sure. So when we're setting up a Smith maneuver, the biggest component is that the mortgage is structured correctly. Um, as we already mentioned, it needs to be re-advanceable, which means that as you pay down the debt, the principal portion, which interest rates are low enough right now that your first mortgage payment is almost 50% principal right now. Mm -hmm. So if you get a $2,000 payment, you're paying down almost $1,000 a month, and that's going to grow incrementally. But what has to happen is that when you make your mortgage payment, it needs to automatically readvance and give you access on a line of credit or a HELOC. Yeah. What you can then do is use this for investing, whether it's private lending or stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, as Rob likes to say. Um, but it, it needs to be set up with the right product. And there's some lenders that offer lines of credit with their mortgages. These don't work. And quite often clients will get confused on this, the exact yeah. nuance of how it has to be set up. But then there's layers to it as well. There's some lenders that offer readvanceable products that don't readvance automatically. You need to go into the branch and apply and that it will work, but it won't work in a practical way. Mm -hmm. But then there's another layer to it where there's lenders that offer readvanceable products that allow multiple mortgage and line of credit components, which then allow you to separate your investments between, you know, you've got, you've got a private loan with John that's in, you know, account a, you've got a, you know, you've bought a bunch of stocks or mutual funds in account B account C's your down payment on the, you know, fourplex you just bought. So there's some layers to how we structure this. And it's, you know, a, the way that we assess this is a conversation with, to figure out what they're going to do with their investments, maybe to provide some ideas as well. Cause a lot of people don't realize how you can use it. And private lending is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and once we've figured out what the client's needs are, how they'll be using it, we'll often consult a Smith Maneuver certified account, make sure that we're setting things up properly on that end. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's a matter of not only finding the right lender, the right product, but also the right lender and product for the client's use, because it's not one shoe fits all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a very good point. You know, it, every client's situation is going to be different. Some clients may not be real estate investors. They're not going to be able to implement the cash flow dam, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Which means, you know, maybe they don't have um, large prepayment allowance needs. And some people will. And so the prepayment privilege uh, is important. And just the ongoing maintenance of the strategy is not, it's not, it's not complicated, but you have to do it right. Yeah. And and if, if you go into the bank branch, because you've been dealing with uh, TD or CIBC your whole life, you go in and say, I'm going to do the Smith Maneuver. I want, I want the appropriate mortgage. This person may or may not have heard of the Smith Maneuver. Uh, they almost for certain will not be able to guide on the implementation uh, down the road when certain life events happen, as they always do. If we're talking divorce, we're talking death or illness, um, emergency cash needs, all of these need to be treated correctly. And if you're not using a Smith Maneuver certified professional mortgage broker, then you're running a, quite a risk there that you're not going to get the assistance you need. Mm -hmm. 
so do you guys want to maybe use an example of, of how this can work so that people can kind of get there? Because I'm sure the first time hearing this, it might be difficult getting your head around it, right? Yeah. Well, let me, I'll just go through a, a, a quick example. Sure. Um, so, so let's say we've got uh, our mortgage payment is 3000 bucks a month. That's not going to change on a monthly basis. We've gone to Keaton or a Smith Mover certified professional mortgage broker, and they've got us into the right product. This $3,000 mortgage payment is constant. Let's say 1500 goes to the bank in interest. It's non-deductible interest, right? It's gone, mm -hmm. but $1,500 reduces the balance on that mortgage. Well, after Keaton sets you up in this right mortgage, you're able to reborrow that $1,500 because the limit on the line of credit will increase dollar for dollar for whatever the mortgage loan balance goes down. So when I pull this $1,500 out, I get it invested into the investment of my choice. Now, month two, what happens is we're still making that $3,000 payment, but a little bit less goes to the interest to the bank and a little bit more reduces principal. So let's say 3,005 reduces principal. The line of credit limit increases that same amount, 3,005. I pull that 3,005 out, that $5 goes to service the interest on the months, the previous month's borrowing, and there's still $3,000 left, which I get invested. Next month, 3,010 goes down. 3,010 comes out, there's 10 bucks to service the interest on the first two months borrowing, and I'm still investing 3,000 that month. So <clears throat> this is important to clarify here because there's a lot of misunderstanding out there and people say, well, if I've got this constant mortgage payment that I would have, even if I'm not doing the Smith maneuver, but I am doing the Smith maneuver. So now I've got an increasing uh, balance on that line of credit. How am I servicing that interest if it's not coming from out of pocket? Right. Well, as I just explained, the increasing uh, efficiency of that regular mortgage payment is servicing that increasing interest expense, which right. is fully deductible by the way. Exactly. So no new money is required from the homeowner. <laughs> Now, so that's the process that continues each year. You get that tax refund, which otherwise you wouldn't receive, and you make a prepayment against your mortgage and reborrow that amount and get it invested as well. So that's the plain Jane Smith maneuver. There are a number of accelerators um, that can be implemented, again, with no new cash. Um, there's the debt swap, there's the cash flow diversion, there's the drip accelerator. But I think the two that are going to be um, very interesting for your listeners are the prime, the pump accelerator and the cash flow dam. Yeah. Like as I'm like, you get through about half of this book, you start getting into the really good stuff and you're like, Oh, yeah. this is some really, really yeah. cool stuff you can do. And yeah, just like power, you said, they're accelerators, literally accelerating, you know, the efficiency of this, of this, yeah. this strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So this, this prime, the pump accelerator, it's a lot of your listeners, maybe all of them, they say, okay, well, I got this regular mortgage but I've got the space I can go to maybe even a different bank and, and slap a HELOC on there and pull that out and buy investment property, right? The problem with that is that it, it won't readvance. So for the remaining non-deductible mortgage you have, you can't convert that, but you've taken the equity out of your house. You've bought an investment property. That's fantastic. Well, if you're implementing the Smith maneuver and you need the appropriate mortgage because you don't have the right one, again, you talk to Keaton, he puts you into this mortgage, and if the value of the house and your current mortgage balance uh, is such that the lender is going to give you not only this readvanceable mortgage, but $50,000 or $100,000 of equity that you can take out right away, well, there's your down payment on that rental property. Right. So if you're going to 
refinance your house or slap a HELOC on your house to invest in real estate anyways, you may as well get the right type of mortgage, which allows you to convert the remaining non-deductible debt that you also have on that mortgage. And so now you've gone and you've, you've uh, got that rental property and, and that, that, 50k or 100k you can pull out doesn't have to go into investment real estate you can go into securities mutual funds stocks bonds whatever but if you're buying investment real estate now you can implement the cash flow dam yeah and the cash flow dam what most rental property owners do is they'll get three thousand dollars a month let's say in in rental receipts from their renter and then they turn right around and they make the mortgage payment on that rental property which sounds correct Right, because you got to make that payment. But what they should be doing is taking that three thousand dollars in rental receipts and first making a prepayment on their own mortgage in the house that they live. And then when that principal balance reduces by not only the principal reduction from the regular mortgage payment, but also that three thousand dollar prepayment, you reborrow everything, and then you pull out what is required to service the expenses on that rental property. So let's say you're cash flow neutral. You're three thousand dollars in, three thousand yeah. dollars out. Prepay by three thousand, reborrow that three thousand, and then you service the interest, uh, the expenses on that rental property, mm -hmm. because you're borrowing to invest with a reasonable expectation of generating income, which is your business, your rental property. You can deduct the interest on that uh, secured line of credit that's, that's secured by your house, that readvanceable mortgage. And if you're making a three thousand dollar prepayment on a monthly basis, your non-deductible mortgage debt is gone in, in in no time at all. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like much. You're probably looking at it. It looks like pennies or even maybe dollars at a time. But you know, even in here, and like there's 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 schedules that you could see just over time the compound effect of that of what it does and and how much extra wealth it creates, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, there's um, we did. Keaton, uh, do you want to go through the the example that you've done up or? Sure. All right. So I set up a scenario that uh, I work with quite a few clients the in Alberta. Man, the Smithman calculator, yeah? Yeah. Yes. And uh, I set up just kind of an average scenario for clients that I work with out in Alberta. And uh, we made a few assumptions. So we assumed that, let me just flip to the other page. We assumed that the household income for this family is 140000 which is, you know, it's, it's a reasonable income, but it's definitely not unrealistic in Alberta. Mm -hmm. uh, we assumed that they had one investment property, which we'll toggle in and out. That rents for $48,000 a year. Uh, we assumed that, let me just go to the next page, that they've got a residence for $600,000, which is a nice house in Edmonton, but it's certainly not a mansion, um, with a $480,000 mortgage at 2.8% interest with a 30-year amortization. And uh, we ran through some numbers and we ran just the basic vanilla Smith maneuver, assuming that they simply had their mortgage debt paid down they reborrowed it and they invested it because what a lot of people forget is that when you pay down the debt on your residence, as an example, the equity that's sitting there is earning you zero, your ROI zero, because you own the property, whether you have that equity or not. So the appreciation is something you will earn regardless. The, if you're just making your normal payments, you're not really saving any interest because it's a mandatory payment. Anyways, it's not like you're doing a calculation of what if I pay down an extra 10,000, well, then you're going to get an ROI of whatever your interest rate is. You'll save, mm -hmm. let's say, 2.8%. Um, so, but what this does is by utilizing the Smith maneuver, it starts earning you an ROI because you're reinvesting to earn money off the equity that you're creating. So over 30 years, the difference in net worth of this calculation using just the plain Jane Smith maneuver is just shy of $800,000.
And I don't know about you guys, but like $800,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's for doing, you know, no new funds, just simply implementing a strategy that maybe takes you two or three hours to set up initially with a mortgage broker and an accountant. And then you make, you know, you maybe spend an hour every four months, you know, just kind of monitoring it, checking up on it. Um, which I thought was pretty impressive, but then, you know, in this scenario, and I think realistic to assume that, you know, the average Albertan could buy one property, you know, whether it's they own it initially when they utilize this or they, or, you know, they implement the Smith maneuver, they build up some investments when they've got 60 or $70,000 in principal pay down, which happens quite quickly. You could realistically do that in a year or two because you're compounding your savings on top of your principal pay down. You buy an investment property. Yeah. So let me just go to the other screen and toggle the cash flow down, which is my favorite, by the way. You know, the accelerators are all great, but I have a, a clear cut favorite and that's the cash flow down. That was actually the reason that I started uh, stalking Rob and saying, I want to get certified. I want to get certified. <laughs> um, so if I toggle this one button off one investment property, assuming that you do the cash flow down, which Rob already explained, your net worth improvement over 30 years is $2.3 million. $2.3 million which is more than a lot of people will earn in their lifetime. Just, just you know, one thing. Simply by doing a, a tax maneuver. No new money, just simply moving the money through a series of accounts in the right order and reinvesting it, which just blows my mind. Yeah. You know, I, I get excited about this because I come from a family where retirement is not a thing. There is no retirement. You're going to work and work and work. And, you know, when I see something like this, I realize that quite often retirement's not a matter of you didn't earn enough money or you didn't save enough money sometimes it's just a case of you didn't do it in the right order which you know so i get excited about this and i can see why rob's excited about this and he's you know his <laughs> life's work is trying to help canadians find retirement and reach financial independence and, and like like rob said earlier like this is this is something that's accessible for for the uh, americans right uh, it's it, they can already deduct interest um but it's not something that's accessible for canadians so this, this is really cool. This was developed and it doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot of work, but um, you know, like even I, I admit the first time I looked at it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to my mortgage broker and the mortgage broker just said, uh, I don't know what this is. So yeah. a lot of people can get discouraged by that where they, they read something really exciting and then they kind of hit that roadblock. So, you know, it is easy. Just how do you get started with something like this? Yeah. Well, what, uh, after I sold my investment advisory business two years ago, um, I had, I had well over 500 families in, in the Smith maneuver uh, out of my little office here in Sydney. And uh, <clears throat> it was my, my father and I, we had our own advisories, but under the same roof there, we had a mortgage broker who had a desk in the office and Fraser and I just threw him files all day, every day. And he was closing between eight and $12 million a month in mortgages. And we also had a conveyancer in town. We had an accountant. So we, we had a bunch of financial professionals who were fully trained up on the strategy. And that makes it very simple for the, for the average Canadian to, to get in and, and do the strategy. But the problem that, that we've heard many times over the years is someone in Prince George or Edmonton or, or Red Deer or wherever have gone to see uh, a mortgage broker or an investment advisor and they were told that they were going to be put into the Smith maneuver. They thought they were getting put into the Smith maneuver, but they weren't. And it's, it's, it's maybe a case of the professional thinking they understood it, but they didn't. In any event, I, I sold my advisory business because it was important to me to get out to all of Canadians 
to educate them on the strategy, to let them know it's there, whether they decide it's for them or not, mm -hmm. let them know the strategy is available to them. But it doesn't do a whole lot of good to get all these Canadians excited about the strategy. And just as you said, Wayne, hunt around, hey, who can help me with this, right? And not knowing if the, the financial professional they're talking to actually has it right, if they're told they understand. Right. So the other half of what I'm doing, apart from podcasts and, and, and the book and speaking engagements, is training up financial professionals across Canada. So realtors, um, mortgage brokers, investment advisors, mortgage conveyancers, insurance agents, um, accountants, all these financial professionals that people should be surrounding themselves with in any event, whether they're doing the strategy or not. But having these groups of, of financial professionals in all the big cities and all the areas uh, in Canada set up so that I know I can send the people who come to the website looking for someone from Okotoks or wherever they are mm -hmm. saying, I need someone to help me with this. I know who I can send them to. Right. And then, so if I send them to a more Smith mover certified professional mortgage broker, once that initial work is done, looks like they're going to move forward. There's a Smith mover certified professional accountant and investment advisor. And now they want to go buy their rental property. There's a Smith mover certified professional realtor. So all these professionals know each other. They're able to send clients around to all these uh, different professionals to make sure that they understand not only the client's life goals in general, but how they fit in conjunction with a specific strategy, the Smith Mover that they're implementing. Mm. So we've got um, Smith Mover certified professionals in BC, Alberta, and Ontario now, the other prairie provinces and the Maritimes coming soon. Uh, and it's, it's, quite successful um, in in the fact that you know I've sent um, one certified professional in in uh, southern Ontario it's got to be over 20 leads in the past you know couple of months and these aren't leads of people just looking for a mortgage these people these homeowners are are educated they've they've done their research they've gone onto the interweb and they've talked to friends and family and all this stuff and they found us the Smith maneuver they bought the book they read it, they understand what it's about, why they need it, how it works. And now by the time they come to me and I send them to the professional, they're, they're in a pretty good spot to, to just pull the trigger. So it's mm -hmm. not like these leads are cold leads. And so there's a lot of success from the financial professionals and a lot of success from the Canadian homeowners um, because it's not only understanding the strategy that's important, it's the trust you have in the professionals you're using. And they can trust these professionals because they've gone through the course that I put together. They've, gone, they've taken the test. They've passed the test. These professionals know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's the two things I'm doing right now is getting the word out to Canadian homeowners and making sure there are professionals who are trained that they can be sent to, such as Keaton. That's amazing. And, and I want to rewind a little bit because I know that, um, you know, most of my listeners are, listeners are going to be either real estate investors or, or maybe, maybe interested in real estate investing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they have, not everyone has a good understanding of what taxes are and deductions and deferrals and that kind of stuff. Um, so Keaton, I'll ask you, like, do you mind touching on it a little bit more of what exactly a tax deduction is? So when, or when, when you say that you can deduct the interest on the, the money that you have borrowed to invest, what does that mean? And, and how does that all, how does that all, like, how does that play out? Like, what does that mean? So the, the simplest way to a deduction is, if you generate, say, a $10,000 tax deduction by implementing the Smith Maneuver in a year, you're going to be able to reduce your taxable income by $10,000. Uh, 
So, you know, let's just say your marginal tax rate's 30%. That would mean that effectively you'd have about a $3,000 savings. Now, these are just rough numbers. You know, I'm not an accountant. I'm sure yes. Rob has uh, some people that he'd introduce for that side because I legally cannot give tax advice, disclaimer. Mm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, what a tax deduction is, is it's something that reduces the amount of tax you will pay. Right. So another way to think of it is if you have a 3% interest rate and you have a, you know, you're, you're a 33% tax bracket, you're essentially going to reduce your interest costs by one third. So your 3% tax bracket or interest rate will effectively become a 2% interest rate. Mm -hmm. This is another way you can think of it is you're just reducing your interest costs and you're doing that in the form of you will pay less taxes. Right. Robinson, is this legal? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. For now. Absolutely <laughs> legal. Right? Fact, well, why isn't the, why isn't anyone telling me about this? Why doesn't why doesn't CRA explain to me that I can do this? <laughs> well, there's an interesting CRA story. Uh, <laughs> back in the early nine, well, it was just after Fraser came out with his book uh, story, which was uh, in 2002. But uh, Fraser was office as a, at his office here in uh, in Sydney on the island, and in walk uh, two gentlemen in suits, and Luann, his uh, his assistant, the receptionist there. Can I help you? Yes, we're here to see Fraser Smith. Do you have an appointment? No, we don't. We're from the CRA. We don't make appointments. So, <laughs> so Fraser invited them in, sat them down, and, and they said, uh, we want to hear about the Smith Maneuver thing. So Fraser got out his pen and a piece of paper, and he used to love drawing the mortgage. What does a readvanceable mortgage look like? How does, how does the money flow work and all this? And uh, about halfway through the uh, quote-unquote interview, one of the CRA agents leans forward and says, would this work on a $70,000 mortgage? Your <laughs> agent kicks them, you know, hey. And, and they left satisfied. Uh, Fraser never heard uh, anything more from them, which is as big an endorsement you're going to get from the CRA. I mean, Absolutely. the CRA is not going to advertise such, such strategies as this, but they are happy to allow the tax deductions. Uh, and they do. Mm -hmm. and they, these, this principle, which is written in the Tax Act for over 100 years, of if you borrow to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income, it applies to the wealthy. It applies to business. It applies to the not wealthy, right? It's, it's a fundamental principle. We have, as Canadians, the legal right to structure our affairs to our best tax advantage. That is our legal right. And that's what we're doing here. Now, there are actually CRA agents who are implementing the Smith Maneuver. I've signed them up myself as clients. Really? Yes. So it's, it's absolutely, you know, lawyers, clients, uh, as lawyers and police officers, lots of cops. So I have a friend who's a tax lawyer who's implementing it. So, you know, I, like how, works for one of the you, big firms. So how do you not, you know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's just a matter of just reaching out to the, a couple people and setting it up for a couple hours, it, it's just working in the background for you, right? It's just creating well, long-term wealth. Here's the thing, Wayne, is we, we have grown up and, and being, being told by someone older and quote unquote wiser than us that debt is bad. Right. That all debt is bad. And we've been growing up being told this. And we've all had friends or family, someone goes through a consumer proposal, someone gets themselves in trouble with a fancy car, or whatever the case may be. And so we've got this negative perception of debt. And what the Smith Maneuver requires is pretty much maintaining your debt. So if I go out and get a $400,000 mortgage, by implementing a Smith Maneuver, I'm going to maintain that debt. I'm just going to change the nature of it from non-deductible to tax-deductible, which does all these very good things for me, which we've discussed. Right. But there's still this, this mental block 
understandably with a lot of people, you want me to keep my debt constant? Everybody all throughout my life has told me I get a mortgage, I got to pay it off to zero. And I need to live clear title for as long as I can in that house. Well, guess what? You've got eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars of equity sitting there, earning you zero percent, as Keaton mentioned. Absolutely, actually less than zero percent because of inflation. Inflation, yeah. So you're missing out on all this compound growth. But the the mentality required is an acceptance of the fact that there are two types of debt. Yeah. One is bad debt, and one is good debt. And your followers, your listeners, Wayne, are going to understand this very clearly. They understand yes. that if they borrow to invest in property, they can deduct the income, yeah. and it has created wealth for them. It has increased their, their net worth. A lot of Canadians measure their financial success by how little debt they have, right? But does that make sense if, I'm, if I've got a $700,000 house and no mortgage and no investment assets, meaning I have a $700,000 net worth? Fantastic. I'm rich because I have no debt. Well, the same guy, if he implements the Smith maneuver, could have that $700,000 uh, house a $400,000 investment loan, fully deductible, and a $1.14 million portfolio, uh, sorry, net worth, mm -hmm. after you factor in the investment assets and, and the loan and everything. So 700,000, no debt, over $1 million net worth with debt, who's, who's the wealthier, right? And so it's this well, mindset. And the here, here's the thing I wanna add, Rob, as well, that a lot of people forget, and that's if you've got your $700,000 property paid off, is it generates zero revenue for you. Now, if you rent bedrooms, you've got a basement suite, you'll get something, but typically that's going to cover your property tax. It's not a very good return on 700,000. <laughs> it's certainly not, but you can't live on it. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's something that we deal with constantly in BC is people with these two, $3 million homes where they've got property tax bills that cripple them. They've now retired. They have no income. They go to the bank because they need to access it because it is a hundred percent of their net worth or very close to. And the bank says, well, you know, sorry, Rob, you've got no income. You're retired. We will not give you a loan. And then the client's looking at a chip reverse mortgage at 6 or 7% interest. Oh. They're looking at other options. Whereas the flip side is when you implement the Smith Maneuver, yes, you've got some debt on your property. You get to live in your home, but you've got an, a collection of assets. And typically, if you structure it you know, with professional advice, you're going to have assets to generate income. That income is going to cover the debt servicing. It's not only going to cover your property, but it can cover your lifestyle. You could be in a position where theoretically, if you implement this young enough, that your assets will generate enough income that you never need to sell any assets to live your retirement, which means you're then in a position to pass wealth to your children or your children's children or help your kids pay for their tuition or whatever it may be. And mm -hmm. it's something that people quite often don't think about is, you know, my dream retirement is one where I never, ever, ever sell an asset. You know, that's something that I'm building for three generations from now. Yeah. You know, when the kids are, you know, at college and, you know, they've had a few too many beers and uh, Stephen, how, how do you afford all this? Well, my great grandpa Keaton, you know, did something. I don't know. I just get a check every month now <laughs> and that's just going to go on in perpetuity. Yeah. That's and, my rant. <laughs> you uh, and Keaton, very early in the interview, you talked about, um, you know, your family and how you come from a family that, that, that wasn't retirement or, or, you know, investments wasn't necessarily a thing. Um, and a lot of people that are listening to this are thinking to themselves, like, of course, they're, they're telling up all the, you know, the, the aunts and uncles and, and, and parents and grandparents that are in the exact same situation that they want to help. They know that they have equity. And, you know, do you have any tips as to, to how, to, you know, someone can simply explain this to them? Because you don't want to start going all over all over the, the different accelerators and everything else, right? Yeah, it's, I think it depends on the situation, right? But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, 
Um, there's a few routes you can go. One is I know Rob has some materials and you could you know, go the route of sending them an article or sending them a copy of the book, but the book's not easy reading. It's, it's not something you, you read on a weird like my over cocktails, <laughs> unless you're a real estate nerd like I, us, right? I, I um, enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, but there's the route of you could just send them an introductory article. Yeah. Or you could have a conversation about what their plan is. You know, and that's always a, an uncomfortable conversation, but I think it's one yeah. that a lot of people avoid that they need to have. And that's if you have a family member who's on track to be working until they're 96. And I think we all know at the end of the day that a lot of our parents will be looking at us and, you know, they're going to expect help because they've been there for us their whole lives. And, you know, whether they expect it or not, at least I think most of us would feel obligated to try to help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can always have that uncomfortable conversation. It's a bit like ripping off a bandaid, but the sooner you have it, the sooner it's done and you can agree that there is a problem and it needs to start being addressed. And I mean, if you're talking about, you know, a parent and child thing or, or you know, with, you know, talking to your parents about it, I mean, again, it's a very difficult conversation to have, but I mean, most of these, you know, these homes or whatever are just going to be, in, you know, inherited by the person, right? Or inherited by the child. So it's, it, you know, if you can access this and actually start accelerating it, I mean, it's going to you probably anyways, right? Um, but, you know, to go back to, you know, the whole bad debt thing, and I don't want to, you know, my house is paid off. I don't want to add debt to it. I mean, I think it's just a generational thing, right? generations before us yeah. just had this belief that you have a great job, you get a pension, you pay off your house and you don't have to pay a mortgage payment ever again. Exactly. And, and what I've seen over the years is, you know, the older generations, when I'm talking to them about the strategy, educating them about the strategy, it, it takes quite a bit of discussion to really hammer home the difference between these two types of debt for them mm-hmm. to really understand it. <clears throat> and, and the younger generations, um, they're more used to debt. Like I, you talk to young people, thirties and forties debt. Oh yeah. I fully understand that I'm going to die with debt. You know, I've got student loans. I got them. Right. And then you explain, okay, well, if you already have resigned yourself to the fact that you're going to die with debt, what, what does it look like if we flip the nature of that debt? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's a much easier discussion with the younger generations. The older generations, as you say, you know, they did the, the things the way that, that their parents did it, which was debt is bad, pay off your mortgage as fast as you can, don't get any more debt. And they're, they're paying for it now. I mean, we, as I mentioned, these, these increased signups and reverse mortgages. Now, I, I talk quite a bit about reverse mortgages, mm-hmm. and it may sound like um, I'm anti-reverse mortgage, but you got to remember we're thankful that these products are there for the people who need them as Keaton alluded to. Absolutely. You hit retirement age and you need, you need a loan. No one's going to give it to you. You're, you're, you're retired. You're unemployed. Mm -hmm. This product is there for people who are in that circumstance who need to access their home equity uh, in their retirement. So we're thankful it's there, but the goal as far as I'm concerned is to not be in that position where you need one. And that's, that's what this strategy allows. It allows us to start investing now when we're as young as we're ever going to be with new dollars. Yeah. And so then we have this investment portfolio, which means that we don't have to sign up for that reverse mortgage. We don't necessarily have to live in our parent or children's basement. We don't have to go work at a big box store and we can spend more time with the grandkids. We can travel, we can do what we want to uh, in our retirement. And that's probably the goal of, of just about everybody who's listening here. And, and the listeners, the followers of, of uh, you know, podcasts like yours, Wayne, 
they've they've realized that you know geez i gotta do something i gotta do something soon because i'm not headed down the right path and so they take initiative they take initiative to buy investment real estate look into the different options and that's why i enjoy talking to uh, audiences such as yours so uh, yours wayne uh, so much because they're they're of that mind they've already taken their head out of the sand right and they're in a they're in a learning mode and they're receptive to other um, options, other ideas, and they take action. Whether or not they actually decide to implement the Smith Maneuver or not, at least they're, they're, they're taking action and they're educating themselves. And it's one of my goals, as I mentioned, to make sure that as many Canadian homeowners as possible know that this strategy is available to them. Check it out. Yeah. You don't want to buy the book from my website? Go to the library, but, but read it right? and, and become informed. So that's where I'm headed these days. That's my mission. That's, that's amazing. And, and thank you for that. Because um, if you don't share it, no, like no one else is sharing it, right? You got, <laughs> you, you know, you got to, you got to look out for yourself. And, um, and I, I appreciate you releasing that book and the updated version. Um, there is one thing that I think, I don't know if I missed it or we missed it in general, but do you, can you do this on any property that you own or does it have to be a primary essence? Keaton, go. So there, there's a few caveats. Uh, I'm going to start with the investor mindset first. If your properties are incorporated, this does not work. So it has to be your own. A corporation is a different tax entity. It's legally its own person, which sounds weird, me, but that's what a company jump, is. Let me just jump in here. Firstly, the Smith Maneuver does work, but you can't use a corporation, uh, a rental property that's held in a corporation to implement the cash flow dam accelerator. Yes. Yes. But, um, and if you want to learn more about that, you have to read the book. <laughs> but if you have a, any debt that's not tax deductible can be swapped. If it's, if you, you know, if you have principal pay down, if you have a second home, a beach house, whatever it may be, you know, if it's not an investment, the tax is not deductible. As you pay down that debt, you could then use that as a tool for leverage to purchase investments and that debt would be deductible. Correct, okay. Rob? Yes. <laughs> um, so no, it doesn't need to be a residence. But the reason I touch on the corporate side is that a lot of the investors I work with are constantly mulling over, should I incorporate my investment portfolio? Right. And you know, while you can still do the Smith Maneuver, you can't move money for the cash flow down, which I, I personally see as the secret sauce. The Smith Maneuver is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it, it's relatively easy to implement. It's quite powerful. But the, the cash flow dam is the Smith Maneuver on crack. And it, you know, it can allow you to pay off your $500,000 mortgage, convert it fully from non-tax deductible to tax deductible in six or seven years with a single property. You know, it's phenomenally powerful. And I think it's something that you need to consider before you incorporate your portfolio. And I think it's a conversation that accountants should be having with their clients, brokers should be having with their clients. Um, but the problem is just like in the last five years, I've worked primarily with real estate investors. The number of clients that have spoken to their accountant and said, should I incorporate? And they've been clear cut cases where they should, but the accountant does not work with, you know, corporate real estate. It's just typically a general, you know, run of the mill accountant that does personal taxes. And they say, no, 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 no. And the reality is that they're kind of neglecting their fiduciary responsibility. They're saying no, because they're not knowledgeable about it. Not because it makes sense or doesn't make sense. The accountant doesn't know. They haven't run the numbers. And I find the same thing happens with mortgage brokers um, bank reps, tellers, you know, should I implement the Smith maneuver? No, I know someone who, you know, insert generic story. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's a deflection. 
you know, if someone says something does not work for you, you know, my personal view would be show me the math. I know that's how Rob operates is how we operate. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, let's do the analysis to see if it makes sense. You know, the numbers don't lie. Guys, this is, this is, I'm so glad we did this because this is, this is, this, this gets me lit up. I love, I love this stuff. And, and, I, and I wish we could talk about, I wish we could make this into a two or a three hour interview and just go through in detail, all the different stuff. But uh, you know, we got to wind her down. Um, I want to thank you guys very much. Uh, Keaton, I'll start with you. Um, if people are interested in reaching out to you, kind of learning more about this, you know, how can I find a mortgage product like this? Can I do this on my properties? How do they, uh, how do they find you? Um, I'll send you my info so you can post it, but the easiest way would be www.kb, so Kilo Bravo mortgages.ca. Just go on our website, book a consult. We're happy to chat. Awesome. Thanks, man. Robinson. www.smithman.net. We've got, um, we've got the book, we've got the Smith Mover homeowner course, and we've got the Smithman calculator available from the website. But again, um, if, if you want to go to the library and check the book out, do that. Um, ask around. Maybe your friends have a copy. Don't be cheap. Just buy the book for gosh. I've got a couple boxes. So if anyone sets up a consult with me, you know, I may there be able to go. send a book or two. Ooh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Bonus. So, so yeah, it's educate yourself. Go to the website. We've got FAQs. Uh, we got some, some articles up there. Uh, and, and ask around. Ask your local uh, investment advisor, your local accountant. You know, have you heard about the Smith Maneuver? Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of resources out there to, to help you get educated so that you can make your own decision whether this is for you and your family. Thank so you so much. One guys. thing I do want to add is just so people realize the gravity of this. Um, Rob's materials on the course, 65,000 words, 140 pages. It's a three hour exam. You know, it's, it's, it's not writing a PhD in it certainly, but it, it's pretty in depth. Yeah. Um, I do know that Rob has put together a list of questions as well for if you're, you know, if you're talking to your expert and they're not Smith maneuver certified oh. and fixing mistakes is very expensive and time consuming. You know, and that's assuming that you don't get yourself in trouble with CRA, which is a whole nother, you know, it's a whole nother can of worms. Mm -hmm. So I, I suggest that if you are thinking of, you know, using someone who's not Smith Finger certified, go to Rob's website or shoot him an email and uh, ask for this list of questions because it's, it's eye opening, but there's a lot to this. And I think it's important that, you know, if someone's been in the industry for 25 years and they're really good at it, great. They'll breeze through the questions. They'll reassure you, you know, you can go to Rob, get the answers, make sure that it's correct but test your professionals. Don't trust people because they've been doing it for 20 years because, you know, or your you aunt or your uncle or your cousin who's the, <laughs> it's yeah. just like real estate investing. You know what I mean? Just because they're a broker or a lawyer or a realtor doesn't necessarily mean that they're experts in this particular field. And if, and if you really are interested in something like this, you know, get the right people, get it done right. And I mean, it's going to do some amazing things for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. And we can always, uh, you know, if you go to info at smithman.net, shoot us an email, we can always hook you up with, uh, with Keaton or uh, a certified investment advisor or whatever the case may be near you. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Wayne. Absolutely. Thanks, Wayne. Bye -bye.